Welcome, one and all, to the world's finest show, Halloween Special. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Kyle Hudson. And I'm Ray Gordon. I'm sorry, I wish I could be more ghostly and ghastly. Ooh. But yes, we, we come to you on this All Hallows' Eve. Um, you know, if you've been following the show for a long time, that Halloween is one of our favorite holidays. And yes. this year, uh, we decided, you know, since we're, uh, we can control whenever we want to broadcast, we're coming back and we're doing it on Halloween. So how are you, Ray? I feel like I haven't talked to you in like forever. <laughs> right? It's been a wild one, but the spooky season is just over the corner. It's daylight savings weekend. I'm going to get an hour of sleep. It's going to be great. I mean, an hour more of spooky fun. Yeah. I think, I think tonight is tonight, right? Like it's, it's Saturday. Solid. So uh, I think it's uh, Saturday yeah. night to Sunday morning. This is going to be broadcasting tonight uh, on Saturday. So. Oh, so yeah, it will be tonight. Oh, ain't that so funny? So yeah, um, we're happening tonight because I, I don't know what day Halloween is apparently, even though it's uh, tomorrow or today or today. I'm just anyway. back. <laughs> no, I'm wrong. But I've been okay. It's been a wild one. Uh, just getting ready for the adventures of Sumble, the return of Sumble, the revenge of Sumble. It's going to be great. So you're actually going out doing uh, Halloween festivities? Oh, no, I'm not going out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to dress up nice. And then I'm going to put on this big fanfare promenade. And then I'm going to put it all away. <laughs> right? It's like, thank God for social media. I'd rarely say that. But like this year, I think... Social media will save Halloween, right? We can all at least, like, you know, kind of get dressed up and take a picture and be like, yay, it's kind of normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of Halloween traditions do you think, like, we have? I know that the normal go to people's houses and get candy is pretty much out the window. But aren't there other Halloween traditions that you have? Like, I have a few. Oh, well, I mean, I, I always watch a scary movie on Halloween. Uh, that's something that's not going to change. This year, I'm going to watch uh, Attack the Block. Um, I don't know if you've seen that uh, with John Boyega. It's like a bunch of aliens attack like a housing project in London. It's a really funny, spooky, but like it's, it's like made by the same people who make Shaun of the Dead. So it's like funny, okay. but it's scary too. Um, but I mean, I, or, and I always, almost always watch Scream around this time of year too. Um, I don't know. Most of my stuff revolve around movies because, like, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Like, or or I uh, I usually try and like read scary stuff around now, uh, or not scary, but like I'll go read back like Afterlife with Archie, or um, you know, play Resident Evil too. What about you? I mean, recently something that I've gained is reading The Darkest Night. Uh, it's a series from on the Green Lantern series, like the arc where the uh, Black Rings show up. Uh, the premise is Batman's dead, a couple of people are dead, and the Green Lantern Corps is patrolling the world, keeping the universe safe, all that. And then there's these Black Rings that come up. They just, it, they cause mayhem. And there's this, there's this turned guardian on Oa that, changes the composition of long story short zombie rings <laughs> so i love to I, it's my thing zombies are think zombies and spiritual possession are like my go-to halloween genres or subgenres. 
You know, it it was interesting. I was having a conversation yesterday with my friend, and he was like, you know, I can't stand it, you know, with, like, Get Out and Us and, like, all these, like, woke horror movies, you know, the, the, uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor. And I was like, dude, there's always been, like, social criticism in horror movies. I mean, like, if you look at The Exorcist, The Exorcist is, like, dripping with social commentary. Now, they happen to usually be from a conservative point of view, you know, back in all the 80s movies, like, come from that, like, if you sin, you die mentality. You know, the rules that they lay out in Scream. Um, but, like, I, I think that is... I am not a big, like, gore fan, so that's why I'm not, like, the biggest horror fan. But, like, a good... Like, a good horror movie has, like, a message, right? And, and like, way more... Is, is, like, deeper than an action movie. You know what I mean? For almost always. But, uh, I don't know. What are your favorite scary movies? like to be scared well like like you know like a lot of people you know are probably looking for scary movie recommendations i threw out attack the block you know uh i'll, I'll also throw out stir of echoes that's another good one to take place in philly too if you want to be scared if you just want to be frightened i would say pop in silent hill and take yourself on a trip the movie is a video game you. Uh, both, either. Uh, I would advise not playing the video game on PlayStation if you are truly afraid of things. <laughs> um, but if you just want a nice little scare, keep it creepy. But, you know, you still have the power to turn the TV off. I would suggest the Silent Hill movie. Um, there's always the ring, like the older, the older one, not the this new one that came out. I don't, I don't I didn't even see it. I didn't hear good things about it. Um, Hellraiser, yes, really. You're a Hellraiser, really. Out of all the slasher, um, spooky franchises from the 80s, you go Hellraiser because of the message. It's more along the lines of like everybody in Hellraiser, whoever gets the box, whoever opens up the spookies, they all deserve it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about the social commentary, right? Like, it's you, you're, you sin, you die. You're a bad person. You get your comeuppance. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. For me, I guess the one I watched the most of was probably Friday the 13th because I had like a personal connection. My Boy Scout camp was where they uh, filmed the first one. And oh, wow. so, yeah, uh, Camp Crystal Lake was actually Camp Nobody Bosco in New Jersey, in Blairstown, New Jersey. Um, don't but, tell me that. What, what, what was that camp now? Camp so Nobody Bosco. Camp Nobi Bosco. Yeah. Um, Ray goes go. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, and Scream is my favorite, but they're not an 80s franchise. You know what I mean? Like, Scream yeah. is more like breaking down the 80s franchises. So I'd say like Friday the 13th is when I watch the most, but my friend was getting me, he's tried forever to get me into, my friend Ted has tried to get me into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I watched the first one, you know, with Johnny Depp, and uh, it was okay. But it just the slasher thing really never did it for me. Um, right. But I did actually. I watched Halloween. I watched a few of those actually. Um, I remember Halloween H two O. Yeah, back in the two thousands. <laughs> the two thousands were a funny time. It was a great. Oh, time. dude, do you remember, I remember when they had uh, what was it, Jason, and he was in space? Oh, something. Jason X. I worked at <laughs> Blockbuster when that came out. And uh, and thirteen ghosts. Oh, <laughs> you remember that one? Um, ooh, 
You know what another good Halloween movie is? Donnie Darko. Really? I thought it was more like a thriller. Well, no, but it, it takes place on Halloween. You know, it's a science fiction. Dude, that bunny? Why are you wearing a human suit? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's definitely a creep. Frank? Frank the bunny? Nah, man. <laughs> Keep it, keep um, it. That, that's so like you're not one, like a Silence of the Lambs. You're not like one. No, of no, those, no. Right? I, I do like Silence of the Lambs. Um, I like Alien, the Alien franchise. I guess well, the Alien franchise was like the '80s. It was not well, and you know what? A lot of people don't think about it this way, but the first Terminator movie is pretty much a horror movie. Like it's essentially the monster. Do you know what I mean? In the form of the Terminator, before you get all the John Connor hacking into ATMs, and you know, what I mean. Uh, Sarah Connor, you know, going all crazy uh, commando, you know, at Cyberdyne Industries. Before all that stuff, um, the first Terminator movie was a straight-up horror movie, if you really want to break it down. Yeah, it was terrifying. For, for multiple different reasons, it was terrifying. Come the most, the most important reason was because um, cyborgs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why. You, you know what, though? If you're not, if you're into Halloween, if you want the Halloween spirit, but you don't want to get scared. Um, Hulu has, uh, it's a show on FX. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. Right, right. Um, right. It's with the vampires. It's shot like, it's by uh, Taki Watiti. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he's the guy who made Ra- uh, Thor Ragnarok, okay. Jojo Rabbit, um, this amazing movie called Eagle, Eagle vs. Shark um, that I saw years and years and years ago. But he made a movie called What We Do in the Shadows, which is good, but the TV show is so much better. It's about uh, four vampire roommates in Staten Island who it's shot, and it's shot like The Office, kind of. So it's, um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's really, you're really good. Light, if you're talking about lighthearted, if you want to not, if you want something that you can sit around with the kids, <sighs> the eternal debate, I don't know if we can get into this now or later, but the eternal debate would be a nightmare on Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? We were watching it the other day with Ava, uh, my daughter. We were watching um, like the scene when it's like, what's this? What's this? There's so much in the air. What's this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't remember the lyrics, but um, yeah, she was like... Right, like, something's blended. She didn't even get scared by the the Halloween part in the beginning either. Um, Think it's funny. Mm. Yeah, no. Well, it's kidsy. I don't know about funny. It's kidsy. Did you hear that this is the first year in like fifty or sixty years that the the Great Pumpkin is not going to air on television? So weird. What a weird year. This is a weird year. But then again, kids don't even remember Charlie Brown. No, you know why? Someone bought the rights to it. Really. It's going to be on Apple Plus. Exclusive. Why would they do that to the people? Because Apple's making a play, man. Apple, I we've talked about, you know, the, the streaming wars. We're going to have to have an episode to get dedicated to, like, all the streaming services that are out now. Mandalorian just dropped. The season two just dropped, too. I haven't seen it yet. Um, collect yourself, Ray. <laughs> um but no, uh, Apple Apple's making a serious play, and um, they actually have a. I know they. I haven't watched it, but they have a, a show by M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, um, I think it's called Servant. The only thing. 
What was that? I've got to look into that. Yeah, Apple Plus is, it's, I will say, it's like how I feel about um, CBS, what is it? Now? I think, or I, I think it's going to be called Paramount Plus soon. I think they're rebranding it. CBS Direct. Um, See, Netflix so, don't got to change its name. I don't know why everybody else changing their names. Well, they, they, you know, they're all late to the game, man. But they all have their own things. And like a lot of these smaller ones, like Paramount um, has the, you know, the CBS one. And like, I think Hulu and Netflix are like, they're the mainstays, right? Like they're the two main pillars. Um, but then you have all these other ones. And like, I dip in, dip out. You know what I mean? I dip in for a couple months, watch some content, dip out, and then replace it with another one. You know what I mean? Because there's no point having like, I mean, the whole reason I cut the cord was to save money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Having, that was like, having 10 streaming services, uh, you know, but I, I do still have Hulu and Hulu has um, what we do in the shadows. Oh, and you know, there's an oldie and a goodie. X-Files, man. X-Files. There's always yeah. X-Files. Scully. Yeah, Smolder and Scully, man. There's that show. I will watch that show forever. Um, there's that's that's a go-to, man. That's, that's like you know one of those like warm blanket TV shows that you like put on in the background. It's like good to see you, old friend. <laughs> Have you noticed the rise in um, I want to say urban horror, like the urban horror genre? Like there's the the new Twilight Zone. There's Lovecraft Country. Um, it wasn't just Get Out. I think Get Out was like a start of this new-ish genre of like an urban horror. Like, but then you could always think way, way, way back. Like, uh, uh, what was the what was that horror? The horror show way back in the nineties. It was like Snoop Dogg. It was like he was like the Bone Collector or something like that. There used to be a couple horror movies back then. Tales from the Crypt. Is Tales like there's also, but like as far as like this. But no, that wasn't what you're talking about. Uh, it's just a. But I know, but it's just, there's been a, quite a few horror, but recently there have been much more of a multi-cultured horror or thrillers and they're kind of terrifying, but, but they're well, they're well written. Like Lovecraft Country recently, and Janet was just pointing this out to me um, earlier in the week, Lovecraft Country is, is rather scary, but at the same time, it's mostly scary because of its, uh, hmm ties to the occult as opposed to jump scares like there's a lot of scary parts well well you know hp lovecraft right yes okay so hp lovecraft is the the uh the cthulhu guy right and, and lovecraft country obviously is now here's the th interesting thing about i have not seen lovecraft country yet i want to um it's a tough sell on leslie because again she doesn't like scary things but i think we might watch it together but uh anyway the thing about Lovecraft Country is H.P. Lovecraft was like crazy racist. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like yeah. he was. And so to see that, you know, it's a, it's a show with his mythology, you know, I, I just think that that's a very, I, I'm interested in seeing how it, it goes because um, I've heard it got really good reviews um, and that it is really, um, really spooky. And uh, it's spooky. And the occult stuff, the, the H.P. Lovecraft occult stuff um, has always been like one of those, I think, it, it's like gotten to the point where it's become so 
just generic, right? Like, cause it, it, it just, it's, I mean, this stuff is like over a hundred years old. So like, it's just permeated our culture that like you, you just recognize it as just being occult stuff. You don't realize that this all comes from this one guy, um, HP Lovecraft, but yeah, it, uh, it's, um, I don't it's know. A, it's on my list. Series. It's a, well, I, I do have HBO, um, max. That is one of the ones that I do subscribe to. And, uh, it is one that it's been on my list you know, for a while. Um, but if it's getting, the, if it's getting the Ray Gordon thumbs up, maybe I'll pop it in tonight for Halloween. It's gotten the thumbs up, but not in a way that I'd expect because I'm not really a horror genre person, as you know, but I do like a good story. And there's just a lot of good stories now. And I'll give this to 2020. The story that it is writing is <laughs> is just fantastic like in the most morbidly like or like a morbid appreciation sort of way like 2020 is a year of its own it has stood out it's so yeah it, i will say it is kind of weird talking about like spooky scary stuff when like something that is objectively scary is like happening right now um but i think that's why we need it right i do think that's where the value in horror the horror genre comes from right like because when you watch a horror movie or you read a horror story or something like that right it scares you it puts you on edge and then you get through it and you right. have that like kind of catharsis at the end right. you know what i mean that release that um i think could be healthy which is why i've decided to like watch some more scary stuff than i normally would um like what uh, months ago? I don't know if I talked about it though. Months ago, I watched um, the Lighthouse. Have you heard of that one with Robert Pattinson and um, Willem Dafoe? It's two guys trapped in a lighthouse. Um, it's black and white, and it's not like no jump scares or anything. It's just like psychologically, like really crazy. And I just remember, I, I it's not something I normally watch. And I just remember when it was done, I was just like. Huh. You know what I mean? Like it was right. like it was there was a release that felt I was like, okay, maybe I'll give horror movies a shot again. You know what I mean? There's a movie on Netflix. Uh it's not horror so much as it's thriller, but it is a a, a terrifying sort of movie. Um it's called The Platform. Oh yeah. I've heard about that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's messed up. It's it's. You wow. watched it? Yeah. Uh, my friend Sade put me on to this movie. She's like, you're going to watch this. It's going to mess you up, but it's really good. And I was like, well, it's October. Yeah, it messed it. It was wild. Like, just the, the, the concepts that it allowed for someone who's a, a mind person, for someone who likes to be real cerebral and delineate and break things down and ponder about, this is a movie that, that required much pondering. <laughs> like the, the, the premise, uh, I'll keep it brief. The premise is that uh, it's a, pretty much a cell, voluntary or involuntary. You can go in there for a reason or not. But uh, there's floors, all these floors, and the, the cell is open and there's a hole in the middle. And every every day a platform comes with food. And it's the only platform of food, and it has to get down to 
what, 200 floors, right? And so will the food get down there, right? That's the, that's the scary part. It's like the, the, the people at the top save some for the people at the bottom. And every month that you're there, you randomly get shifted to a different level. So one month you could be on um, and sell four. And then in one month you could be in cell 64, right? And it's like, how are you gonna survive the month with you and your cellmate? That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah it's, a ter- it's a terrifying concept. You, you gotta luck out and get the right cellmate. It's just like I said, just the concepts of the movie made it made me draw to it i'm there's definitely not something i could just keep watching over and over because i like sleep but (laughs) but it's that it's a it's a thriller it's a thriller yeah see like the psychological stuff is far more intriguing to me than like the bloody horror you know what i mean like i don't know that's easy right you just get some special effects but like yeah like get in my mind and i i've like I've seen, I've worked on horror movies, right? Like actual horror movies that were released. And like, I've worked, I've seen the special effects and stuff like that. And like, I respect the art, man. I really do. And it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't want to see people like slice and dice. Um, but, That's fair. But like, I don't know if you, uh, if you can scare me, if you can get me thinking, you know, thinking spooky thoughts, I'm down for that. <laughs> oh yeah. the spook. I think it's the spooky thoughts that really, really get you because it's not really the scary movie like it's not really the freddy and jason it's the whole i'm gonna get you in your dreams thing that gets people because <laughs> they're not really scared of that but they're scared of like that that powerlessness in sleep and it's like oh that's the freaky thing you know after the exorcist came out churches were filled after jaws came out the beaches were clear like people believe what they see that is a that is very well put, Ray. That is very well put. All right. Well, that brings us up to our first break. Now, stay tuned. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mike Nappy from Nappy Music. He's uh, a local musician. Uh, he, I actually worked with him on a project recently, and we're going to talk about all of his new music, and uh, maybe we'll get some Halloween recommendations from him too. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Halloween Spectacular of the World's Finest Show. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Kyle Hudson. I'm Ray Gordon. And we are joined with a very special ghost, (laughs) Mike Nappy. How are you, Mike? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for getting the Halloween spirit with us. Uh, It's really great to have you on. Pumped to be on. Um, so uh, I've known Mike, um, you know, we are like paths have crossed many times over the years. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Like, I think I met you for the first time like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we recently, uh, I brought him, I, I brought him on board onto a project and, uh, you know, he, we worked together on, uh, on, well, you really did the, the hard work. Uh, you yeah, it- you had the vision. It, that's very important. No, but you you uh, you made this song uh, to get out the boat, and it was really cool collaborating with you. And um, you know, we're actually going to play it out at the end of the, the episode. 
Nice. Um, but um, before we um, get into like uh, you know the fun, spooky Halloween stuff like we were talking about before, I do want to I, I do want to talk to you about you and your music because um, you are incredibly prolific. Uh, you put out so much high quality um, content. How how do you do that? How do you constantly keep yourself on top of yourself to constantly produce new things? Uh, thank you for the compliment. The first thing is the, the love. <clears throat> I do love it. I do love it. Um, I, I think it was, uh, I became obsessed. I became obsessed with quality to where it almost hindered me. And in some, t- some ways it did. And I, I just, um, from that, I've developed an insane work ethic. So now with forcing myself to be on a content schedule that I've created, I feel really organized and uh, it's, be- it's become easier because I, I, I used to do daily creations and now by being smart and preparing a little more, I'm able to crank it out even more. So I really just came from the drive to want to wanna, uh, create stuff at a good quality level. And it's so interesting how many steps there are, whether it's audio or video. To, I mean, and it never ends, but to create something that is a, at least doesn't make you cringe. You know, I spent decades creating cringe-worthy content, dude. So it's the time, the time for sure. You know, I started, when Home Alone came out, I started recording audio on the Talkboy. You know, so it's like I've been doing wow. it my whole, my whole life. This is my first studio, literally. Um, so so the love for it and the obsession for perfection. Even though that's, I don't even know if that's a thing to recommend, but that's the truth. Yeah, you know, they say over, you know, you just got to keep on putting time into it and eventually, you know, you get good at it, right? You don't, no one starts good out the gate. Even, you know, even the best people, you know, even Michael Jordan had to like start somewhere, you know, like um, on the bench. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I tried to make a sports analogy, it was probably very poor. Oh, okay. dude, I'm right there with you. At least you. you use the right sports person, right? Just, just go with Jordan and then go right? down from there. Yeah, he's the best, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so uh, the the song, so I know you just came out with a new song, Bars, right? Like, just yeah. came out with it. Um, because we worked on the Vote song a couple weeks ago, but you've already, like, come out with, like, three songs since then. So um, why don't you talk about, like, the your newest tracks that you've put out, you know, maybe the stuff you put out in October. And, um, you know, maybe how you how you kind of created those or how long does it take you to make those? Like, you probably aren't just making something every week. These are things that you work on for a long time. Yeah. Um, the time process has gotten cut down, which is so awesome. Uh, I've, I've noticed that this year because just do something enough. You, you're going to get more efficient. Um, so now I'm like the vote song was probably two days, two full days, like two full days, uh, like long days. But to me, that's short because I'm really proud of that song in two days I came up with that. Um, so yeah, a uh, little bit about the vote song. I was proud of that one because in the chorus, I like I came up with these sentences, victories ours to elect, vocalize oppression to affect voicing our truth empathetically, basically V-O-T-E, V-O-T-E, V-O-T-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it became like so fun for me. And then that, it just becomes a puzzle. Once I, I think I probably spent two hours thinking of a concept, researching other voting songs. The thing that's the most time consuming is, is the concept or the idea for me. Once I have that prompt, so 
that's I think the idea is everything. So that is always the most time consuming thing for me. Like the where is this gonna go? You know, it's a song about voting, but what's my voice on it? You know, and I, I'm I love comedy, but I'm not funny enough to make it like to promote voting in a funny way. And the only thing I'm really good at is lyrics. So I was like, let me let me get creative with it. And th this was a fun project, dude. This was no, a really fun project. I was I mean, when I first played it, I was like I'm going to listen to that in my car. You know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that as, it was like, I don't know. Like you just, I think you really hit it out of the park. You had, you know, exactly what I was trying to like project. And it was just, I, I, I hope we can collaborate on something again in the future. But I know you do a lot of stuff on your own. Uh, so I know you have the new song Bars that just came out, right? Yep, today. Yep, uh, yesterday, Friday. Um, and... and um, yeah, I just, uh, I've been playing with releasing a song a week. I am confident that I can release a song a week and it won't be a bad quality. And just people have such short attention spans. And uh, this guy self-named the smart rapper on YouTube, he described it as so uh, a song for the audience is like Christmas morning or your birth, the morning of your birthday. The most exciting thing is anticipating it. Once you get your presents, it's over, you know, so releasing albums right now with my pretty much you know it's a decent fan base but it's small numerically an album would be silly because they would listen to it and then the next day they'd be like now what you know so by doing one a week i think i'm able to hold their attention for longer what do you think that i'm uh, and thanks for all that uh, great info mike but as a fellow musician i played uh, saxophone oh me uh, too that's what i started on hey there we go there we did it um, what is the process? What has the process evolved into in a year, a specific year like this one? I know that you uh, brought up concepts and just you know formulating the lyrics and then just rolling with it. But has this year enhanced or subdued your creative muscle in any way? What a great question! Enhanced one million percent. Um, the beginning of quarantine, I did freak out and I like everyone just didn't, I, it, it was weird. But again, everyone can relate, I'm not different. It was weird. And for me, I just saw myself gonna be going down a road of confusion or I, I just gotta start taking control of what I can take control of. And I became obsessed with uh, exercise, which somehow I would stand by this statement, somehow taking care of yourself ends up just bettering other irrelevant areas in your life, uh, I guess, because I, I mean, it makes sense. I'm happier. So I'm attracted myself to happier people. And um, so it has been completely enhanced because for the first time, I stopped only focusing on getting good at music. Like I, I started focusing on my health. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did. I don't regret all the time I spent on the music. But uh, I was never taught that simple concept that sounds so simple, like take care of yourself, too. I was like, No, I must practice music, only practice. And um, it was just starting to feel like I was running into a wall, even though my skills were getting better, nothing was happening. So uh, I had to take care of myself. I understand uh, that wholeheartedly. Uh, when I was in Westchester University, just practicing for days straight, days straight to the point where like, I didn't so much practice. Uh, I felt odd not practicing. It felt like weird when I wasn't practicing, but 
I had to not let that overlap on times where I should have been eating or I should have been sleeping or I should have been thinking or formulating. Like I got, I devoted so much to the music that I forgot to be in my passion. I was just producing things. And that, that sort of hit me, gave me a block, a sort of a creative block. I'm always creating, but it was always getting it out. Like the, 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 the studio in my head, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but it's always on. Yeah, but it's it's when that production gets piecemealed into a song or something that you want to share with the universe, with, with the with the society, that's when things get a little bit more focused and a little bit more serious. And for perfectionists, that can hem us up because it, it feels as if we are the biggest block for all this creative genius that we have. But we know it's genius, but it's like, do they know? Will they know? Will they get it? So, just feeling and experiencing that creative process during this specific year has been eye-opening for me. Yeah. You know what else I've noticed too? And that was very wise. I agree with everything you said. Uh, <clears throat> musicians and entrepreneurs have a different type of lifestyle and uh, mindset and reality. And I've, I've, I've noticed with all due respect, but that everyone's been thrown into this new world of being home and, I've noticed a lot of people are uh, acting the way I kind of acted when I started dipping my toes into like a digital independent lifestyle. <laughs> it's just interesting. It's interesting. Um, I never thought that like music and, and arts and entertainment would end up, uh, everything has just become so re like related, you know, like your, uh, a trash removal service is making TikToks for their trash removal service. And, you know, I'm making TikToks for my music. It's, uh... Well, I think that there's, and this is something I, I recognized early on. It's why we moved the show on to YouTube. Um, it's because right now, for the first time in forever, it's an equal playing field, right? Like the Tonight Show is shooting on Zoom. You know, they're, they're shooting their interviews on Zoom, right? Like everyone has you know the the big productions are not able to be had right like the giant studio albums where you know 10 guys in a studio you just can't do that right now it's got to be one guy at home and so i i think that that is why you're seeing this explosion of creativity across the board it's because for once we can compete right a guy like you is working with the same exact tools as timberland right yeah. Like Trevor Noah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That and right. and I, I think, you know, but, but I, I mean, I have to ask, of course, you miss the live performances, right? Like, I mean, you have to. <laughs> of course. And you, you've seen me perform. I definitely give it my all. Um, yeah, but I, I, uh, I can't deny my dream since I was a kid too, was it was so specific. It was to make music in the downstairs of wherever I lived. And um, that's just so weird that like now we're even interviewed. If, if there wasn't Corona, maybe we'd be hanging out in person right now, which would be awesome because uh, now I know both of you. I like you both, you know, but Kyle, I know you, I, I would have in person's always awesomer. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's crazy that uh, so much is getting done at home and um, I'm excited about it. And the fact that I can't perform live, I'm okay with it because I have everything I love right here. And the fact that I'm being told to stay here and work on it, I'm, 
I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. <laughs> so, so, you know, it is, it is Halloween. So uh, we were talking before the break about, you know, our, our, our about scary movies and, you know, stuff of the season. Are you a big horror movie guy or like spooky? I am. Stuff? My wife's even a bigger one. Um, I have a really cool five second tidbit fact about movies. Yeah. Uh, her cousin, her first cousin, Drew Scheid, is in uh, the most recent Halloween. He got killed by Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, that's he's the one. Cool. He's the one who got the fence shoved through his face. He had like a really big role. He's really good. <laughs> he's the guy with the fence in his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like uh, one of the main characters, Drew Scheid. Yeah, he's awesome. But yeah, we we're horror fans over here, especially my wife. She's she loves him. So what are you? Are you more like the gory horror or like the psychological horror? psychological gory i turn into a wuss i just can't do you are you guys gory ones like realistic no. gore? meaning uh, no i'm i'm barely even a horror fan but the horror i do watch is definitely uh psychological like like just recently the oh i was talking about this in the last segment there's this movie on netflix called the platform and it's a psychological thriller it's not a horror per se as in like scary things going to drop out at night but uh, watching the movie, there's terror. There's terror there. There's terror. And uh, there's a lot of uh, conceptual uh, ideology, like, like, like dogma, but also um, the societal norms and then also the breaking of those norms. Like watching a person break is a terrifying thing. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. not, that's not my thing. Like, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I understand. Again, we were talking about like the catharsis and escapism and all that stuff in the previous segment. But like, yeah, no, like like movies like Hostel, or no, you know what I mean, no. like, or or Human <laughs> no. like, uh, or anything past Saw One because I saw it and didn't know what to expect. No thanks. Wait, you're yeah. like, wait, what, is this? A, what's the what's the guy from the Princess Bride doing in this? I know. <laughs> is, that, is that Robin Hood Men in Tights about the Saw of Leia? What's going on? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you weren't ready, it definitely uh, blew your mind. I'm glad that they're done with that. Well, they're not really. No, they're not. There's never going to. No, they're going to keep on doing Saw movies. Make it, make it end. I'm not saying it's 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 played out. I'm saying that I can only see so many. Would you like to play a game? How many games do you have? Oh, dude. Yeah. You guys quit playing games with me. (laughs) Do either you guys play Call of Duty, uh, Warzone? My, I watch my friends play. So I started playing it with my friends, you know, online. It was a way to socialize, right? And they're yeah. doing this a Halloween theme thing now called like the Haunting of Verdansk. But you can, there's a, a is it zombies? Well, they have a zombie mode, but they um, there's you can buy like a jigsaw met, like costume oh. and a, like a leather face one. So like, there's like so many people running around like jigsaw. No. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, as in game form. There's only so much you can get out of me on a horror game form. I I saw I can't even play Resident Evil. Like, I played that I, once and pooped my pants. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. It's not great. I was like, oh wow, this is. I'm yeah. not a fan. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, you're immersing me in this horror world? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I actually like horror video games. Um, I had went on a big kick. There's one if you can get it for GameCube called Eternal Darkness: Sanity's Requiem. That one's a good one. It's like it literally messed with you. Like it, if you um 
if you saw a zombie or a monster, your sanity meter went down. When you killed it, it went back up, but it never went back up the same amount as it went back down. So like over time, you just get, and like the screen would start to like just tilt ever so slightly as you went. And it's like, you'd find yourself like playing the game like this. You'd be like, whoa. It, wow. it messed with you on the fourth in the uh it broke the fourth wall in a way that i've never but it's like 90 dollars on the gamecube it's uh yeah i'm it's, looking at it now it's it's uh it's based on the same uh hp lovecraft stuff that lovecraft country was uh based on so yeah that's a spooky one but so do you have any we, we uh do you have any movie recommendations or story recommendations or anything for the the kids out there on halloween yeah um hmm well, uh, it's not really a recommendation. Everyone's seen it, but man, I say one of my favorite horror movie experiences was when the when the Blair Witch came out. Wow, oh, that, that, that changed everything. Oh my God, do you know the fan theory about the Blair Witch Project that there's no supernatural thing at all? All it was was those two guys tricked that woman and then went out and murdered her in the woods. And maybe like a whole and there's like a whole bunch of like look it up there's like crazy amount and like it it made me a believer it made me a believer that that that, that is the movie that's not like that's not this like that these guys set this all up so that people would think it was supernatural when they really were just like leading this woman out and because they're like psychopaths and it's like if you follow like who was holding the map and like um you know why why is this one guy like the sound guy was like in the beginning he's like i don't want to be here let's just go back to the car but then in the second day he's like leading them even though he's the one that lost the map and they all of a sudden find this house it's like dude you gotta watch the the fan theory about blair witch project being like uh a, like a tag team it takes it to a whole nother level i'll be honest Holy moly. Well, you know, it brings this story to a whole other level. I've never brought it up, though, because I have so much respect for her. I know she hears it all the time. I've actually gotten to know Heather from the Blair Witch. The Heather, like her. Yeah, the, and the nose dripping and everything. Guess what about that? That uh, I read this publicly, so it's, I'm not revealing any information. She didn't want to get out. It, it was a quote from her. Apparently, that infamous scene with the crying and the snot, was shot after they wrapped everything and they were about to go eat at Wendy's or Denny's. And she was like, hold on, I have one more idea. <laughs> and she went and grabbed the camera and did that freaking scene. The most iconic scene. A, let me throw this they... in there real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta get some snot out of my nose. I'll be right there. Hold the car. <laughs> that just goes to show you like the greatest innovation, like the great, some of the greatest moments of cinema or in music come from spontaneity you know you're just like oh let me put this in there real quick and then that's the 15 minutes that makes the movie <laughs> yeah, same with music and kyle your that theory still applies to that that theory just blew my mind that is still possible <laughs> it is dude i i used to when i used to be a lift driver i used to like you know put youtube on and just listen to it you know what i mean and like put on these like film theory episodes yeah and, like there's a show there's a show uh, I will I will promote it because he's I don't know them personally, but they're, they make such high quality stuff. It's like film theory, game theory, and food theory. It's like the, the theorists group or whatever. They I think they're the ones that did the that that exposed me to that. But it was a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, I love the Blair Witch Project.
I thought it was real. And she was, she's actually from our hometown. I didn't, I didn't even know oh, that at first. And I thought it was real. My whole family did. We're like, this girl, they're dead. Those kids are dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Never go over there again. Because <laughs> remember, they, they made a documentary for the Discovery Channel. There was no internet yet. <laughs> no, there no. was the internet. It was it, like, it was oh. early. Yeah. And, the, and they were the first movie to ever use internet advertising. They made a fake web page. They, yeah. like, if you weren't around in the late 90s to experience the Blair Witch Project, like, it was, it was what we now would call, like, a multimedia event, right? Like, they had, because it wasn't just a movie. It was a movie, and there was web pages, and there was, like, an, what you, we would now call AR elements yeah. to it right but this is like what you call a telephone number and like i, I just remember i i was one of those kids that like was like this might be real man like this might <laughs> be real like i mean i had to you had to wait for it to come back on tv like the little news blurbs they were promoting like you couldn't just go online and watch it again so you had more time to really convince yourself it was real that's genius dude i heard when they screened it the first time and i think when you watch it now there's no credits. It just ends. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like black. Yeah, no, no, like, and like, no, like, you know, normally you'd expect to see like the text that like, you know, this footage was with it and then we, their bodies. No, nothing, nothing. It's just over. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Delaware County at all? Yeah. That's where I grew up. And um, <clears throat> I went to see the Blair Witch for the first time at the McDade Mall, which was a mini mall. It's like, it's really small, man. And it was so scary. But right when they were at like a peak point where they were really scared, the train went by and just like totally blew the moment. You just hear like the train outside the movie theater, like, <laughs> everyone was just like cracking up. Like, oh, this is the McDade Mall, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like the funny spooky, um, but yeah. Oh man, now I'm got me thinking of all the ones that are really scary. Oh man, it's it's kind of funny how throughout this whole conversation, paranormal activity wasn't brought up. I've been thinking uh, it, but I was I'm I'm trying not to just talk too much because I won't shut up. Paranormal activity was another brilliant one. I never saw it actually. Uh, I'll oh, that should be it all day if really? you're going to start. Those, it, those like first two? Is it just like jump scare movies? Right? No, the first two, the first like, two are worth it. The third one was like, like the turn. Like how, you know how Fast and the Furious like is a whole series, but it really turned after Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Right, that, <laughs> it, it was, and now they're you know, like, they're like driving Drift, through man. buildings and high rides. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's outlandish now. That's how it, yeah, like they're going to the moon. Yeah, no, like it's. Uh, but you're right. Have, here's a fact. I just pulled it up. Uh, uh, paranormal Activity. D the budget was $15,000. Really? Box office, $193 million. That's called a come up. That's <laughs> <laughs> called return over investment. Return oh, over investment. Yeah. yeah, you're not kidding. Fifteen grand. that's all it costs. That's got to be maybe more than... That that might be more gross than the Blair Witch. It was. It was. The, it, it, it was what topped it. Yeah. You know what else uh, grossed a lot? Sharknado. No, you don't. People be sleeping on Sharknado. <laughs> Unlike Tokyo Drift, Sharknado, like a fine wine, gets better with age. Every movie. Every. <laughs>
Oh man, when the chick. <laughs> oh god, there's gonna be more B-level actors. This dunk, oh. dunk it on a movie. Uh, one of them I just saw was like Sharknado Six. Tara Reid, the blonde woman, she stopped a helicopter in midair. She grabbed it. Oh my god. She like grabbed the helicopter and stopped it. And I was like, yeah, this Damn. is awesome. This so makes so much sense. <laughs> um, the effects are like, are, they look like they're made on an iPhone app, not even After Effects. Uh, <laughs> I love that stuff. I love bad movies too. I love bad movies. They're great. <laughs> so good. Sharknado. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, we got to wrap this up because we're uh, we went a little bit over time. I thought so. Sorry for talking so much. I'm glad that we ended it with laughs. Like this is a funny year. Like I'm glad that we are still able to laugh. Yeah. No. Thank you. uh, Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for all the work you do. Um, And yeah, uh, I guess great meeting uh, you, Mike. Great talking to you, buddy. Likewise, we. I'll make sure we connect online down the future. All of us. I hope we all collab again somehow. It'd be cool. Share our network. No doubt. No doubt. Before we go, though, um, why don't you share with folks where they can find out, where they can follow you, find out more about you and your music. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, Nappy Music. My last name: N A P P I Music. All social media and nappymusic.com. Nice and easy. Awesome. Well, thanks, and that, Mike. And that is my real last name. People are like what's up with nappy i'm like it's, it's my last name man it's on my birth certificate these people are like oh, what is that I'm like it's my last name so solve that problem too all right well thank you very much mike talk to you soon peace all right well i want to thank mike nappy again for joining us and be sure to check out vote we're going to play it out here at the end there we'll also put a link down in the description below um ray you uh you excited for halloween night you gonna you got any fun plans Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be the Revenge Assemble. Uh, probably uh, followed by next year will be the Crusade Assemble. Because right now, you know, he's he can't leave. But next year, oh, he'll be out. <laughs> How about you? Any uh, any excitingness? Uh, I, I made a cake. And we're probably hey! going to uh, dress up the little bear and, uh, you know, have her, you know, do do Halloween pictures and stuff like that. Obviously, no trick or treating, but I got to do it last year, so it was fun. And then we'll probably watch a movie. Like I said, I'll probably watch Attack the Block, and you know, have a low key Halloween. Um, oh wait, no, actually, what am I talking about? Uh, tonight at eight o'clock, uh, we're gonna play Among Us. Me, Nidea Graves, a couple of our friends. Uh, it'll be on Twitch, so you can follow us. Um, I'll put a link. Also, I'll share it um, as well. And uh, yeah, if you want to join us, join the conversation, maybe we'll even be able to let some of the people watching and join in the game. That'll be fun. So um, yeah. And then also election is on Tuesday and we tried to keep it light, but we do have to remind everybody, please vote. Um, It is super important. Um, You know, if you're a millennial like Ray and I, uh, I, I'd like to say that this is the most important election of our lives, not because of anyone on the ballot, but because this is the first time our age group is the largest voting block in America. So if we show up, we can make a huge impact. So um, just make sure you make a voting plan. Um, if you still have a vote by mail ballot, make sure you drop it off at a, uh, a box. Um, and if you don't, vote on election day. You know, it, it takes a few minutes, just wear a mask and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, right. So you, uh, you have fun. Uh, I know, I know you're going to be having dinner soon. So you enjoy right. it. About that time. 
But yeah, uh, everybody stay safe. Please get out and vote. Uh, do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for your friends. Do it for your children. Do it for water, air, earth, sky, whatever. Find an excuse. Get on out there and vote. So that's it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. This show is made possible by electricity and brought to you by light. So that's it. <laughs> Have fun. Have a safe Halloween. And until next week. Geek. geek. <laughs> Victory's ours to elect. Vocalize oppression to effect. Voicing out truths empathetically. Volunteering our time energetically. Voiding offensive tyrannical enemies. Vitalizing opposition to equity. Visualizing overthrowing the elected. Vaccinating order through epidemics. It all starts with community. Him and her, them and them, you and me. Unity. No party of mine is ever one-sided. But the line outside is so divided. <laughs> it's my right to be a recluse in the booth. Let loose all my truths. Forget who they said to choose and think for my community. Him and her, them and them, you and me. Unity. Small businesses, kids, blue collar, mothers and fathers. The list gets longer, our fists get stronger. The more we take action, the more we conquer. Shh. Moment of silence. Rest in peace, Your Honor. We can do this, we can make a change Too many people fall too hard just to give this away Like Willie said, if you don't like them, vote them out It's up to us to keep it together and hold it down Victory's ours to elect Vocalize oppression to effect Voicing out truths empathetically Volunteering our time energetically Voiding offensive tyrannical enemies Vitalizing opposition to equity Visualizing overthrowing the elected Vaccinating order through epidemics Started from the bottom, make it fair Localized economy, then we work our way up from there Started from the bottom, laissez fair. We vote so we are not alone and it shows that we care Know how I know we care, cause being smart is cool And being smart doesn't mean that it needs to start with school It needs to start with you and to believe in what you do Cause you are equal to anyone you can check in the booth You can do it too, what you dream it can come true Maybe one day I'll be in an undivided line voting for you You owe it to you, devote what's closest to you Devote devotion to devote, that's a notion to you And we can do this, we can make a change Too many people fought too hard just to give it away like Willie said, if you don't like them, vote them out. It's up to us to keep it together and hold it down. Victory's ours to elect. Vocalize oppression to effect. Voicing out truths empathetically. Volunteering our time energetically. Voiding offensive tyrannical enemies. Vitalizing opposition to equity. Visualizing overthrowing the elected. Vaccinating order through epidemics. Victory's ours to elect. Vocalize oppression to effect. Voicing out truths empathetically. Volunteering our time energetically. Voiding offensive tyrannical enemies. Vitalizing opposition to equity. Visualizing overthrowing the elected. Vaccinating order through epidemics. Vote.